Corner number 15 for Spurs. Richarlison! In the eighth minute of stoppage time, the Spurs player who needed a lift more than any other has headed Tottenham level. Ridoggi won it back. Hoybier. Richarlison. Kulisevsky. strike from Dejan Kulisevsky and this place has gone absolutely crazy Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur Now here are your hosts Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me to discuss the latest events in the wonderful world of Tottenham Hotspur. It's my partner in crime, it's Matt. Hey mate, you are. Do you know what, it's definitely a bittersweet feeling listening to that audio, you know? Yeah, well, do you know what, this is what I'm going to start with. So, um, I, I, I love you greatly, Seb as well, um, but basically this season started really well. <laughs> And I, I'm I'm thinking you need to keep selling your tickets, dude. Because <laughs> if you if you attend the next home game and we are crap, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so far this season, you haven't been able to go, have you? No, I'm not going to go to the Liverpool game either. But do you know? Do you oh, know where yes, I, I mean, oh no. <laughs> do, do, do you know? Let me tell you and the listeners where I was when that amazing thing was happening. Bring it on. I was at a roller skating party for my for my eight year old daughter's friend, you know, and just sitting there. And and you know what, roller skating parties or roller yeah. skating in general is fantastic if you can roller skate. Yeah. But if you can't roller skate, it is hell on earth. And yeah. my daughter hit her hit her elbow, she hit her knee, oh, and I'm like, oh. why why a why have I brought her here? B why didn't I just say to Vicky, look? It's not a cup of tea. Let me take Seb to the football instead, yeah. you know. But we we was we was set, so Seb had to come with me because Vicky works on a on a Saturday, so he had to come with me. So he's sitting there and he has he's become Sam honestly he's become more obsessed with Spurs than me, you know. Yeah. And he's got this app set up where you know I normally I check on the Sky Sports yeah, app, but yeah. he's got this one where it literally just it's on his home screen, so he can just see it the whole time. So it pops up as a goal. Yes, and he went, oh, they, they've scored because right? <laughs> we was keeping an eye on it, and like we was all over it, were we? You know, and he's, yeah, so it just yeah. felt like it was going to be us, you know. Yeah. And he spent the next ten minutes, I kid you not, telling me how I'm really, I, I sh- it's all my fault that I got him into football, and <laughs> and if I hadn't got him into football, he wouldn't be feeling so low, and he just can't bear supporting Spurs anymore. It just, it, it, he said, it just, it's taking too much of an emotional turmoil on me, Daddy. So wow. I can't, I can't do it. Right, I can't do it. Yeah. So. Mate, I said, just be like, I said, I'm, be, I'm trying to be pragmatic about it. I said, these things happen. But like, it won't be the first time that Spurs have absolutely dominated a game, yeah. especially at home, and they nick a goal. He said, it just happens like more often than you think. Yeah. Trying to be pragmatic, saying, look, Matt, mate, was never going to win the league this season anyway. So mm. it doesn't matter. We wasn't never going to win the league. And then we were in the car, the roller, roller 
a party's finished, we're in the car, and he says to me, oh, Dad, it's the 95th minute, so it sounds like it's going to be a 1-0 defeat. I went, mate, just chill. Because we didn't know how many minutes had been added on. No, no, no. And then he went, hang on, it's 1-1. And he went, hang on, it's 2-1. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, do you want to take back all of what you said when yeah. it was 1-0 now, you know? Do yeah. I get... I said, firstly, apologise to me, yeah, right? and yeah. then let's talk about Spurs. <laughs> yeah. First, apologise to me, and then apologise to the Tottenham gods. There is... Uh... <laughs> They are up there glaring at you right now. Billy Nick. Oh, but, but you, you know, yeah, exactly. But you know what, right? In all honesty, <clears> and I mean this probably, it's probably what would have happened is, especially the way I am, and I know we've discussed it before about how I just give up and you don't. Yeah. No way in the world that means there would have been that ground. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we would oh, have, well, imagine? He, he, he would have gone down, I can't bear this. Let's just go. And I probably would have gone, all right, come oh, on. Oh, no, <laughs> you've got to stay to the end. <laughs> Did you know, I mean, you... does it look, because I, I was trying to work out, because... I know I'm not the only one who has that kind of, oh, it's all over, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But it did look fairly full still, the stadium, didn't it? So there was a lot yeah, of people yeah. well, that still the, had the faith. I'll tell, tell you the big difference this season, the previous seasons, and I think you and Seb would have felt it if you were there. We were we were just hammering on the door. It wasn't like, you know, Conte ball, Jose ball of, oh, look, Harry Kane might have created a chance out of nothing, you know, and you're sort of, you're hoping that maybe all of a sudden the football will click and will score. This was start to finish battering. Yeah. And the thing that I loved is, you said it a minute ago, there are so many occasions I can think of where we've lost 1-0 in those games. Mm. And the team have driven me to almost having like an inverted twitch, my <laughs> eye going... Because their goalkeeper takes an hour over a goal kick, you know? Yeah. But this season, they are adding it on. Yeah. And at half time, they added three minutes, right? And I was like, you are taking the... F I was so angry. Yeah. I was like, we've just had an international break. Before the international break, they're adding the time on properly. I'm delighted with that. This is how it should be because it has stopped this time-wasting crap. Because my, my thing on that has always been that stadium is full of people. 60,000 people have paid to watch a football match, not paid to watch a, you know, oh, just going to do my lace. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, look, the other one's undone. Just going to do that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, I'm not going to take this goal kick from the right side this time. I'm just going to walk over to the left. Would you believe it? My lace has come undone again. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. No, and then you'd see that, and you'd see the ref rollicking, referee holding his hand to his wrist like I'm adding this time. You'd count, like, okay, well, that's been five minutes. End of the game, three. It was always three minutes. It didn't yeah. matter what happened. So to actually see it being added properly, I think it's going to make a massive difference. And I think this game is a perfect example because we were battering them and they added 12 minutes. And when that when that went up, 12 minutes, you saw they they deflated. Their shoulder, you could see them look across like, oh, hell. <laughs> like they, they've all this time wasting. Oh, okay, you know, right? Okay, we got refocus. And you saw our energy. Like we brought on Richie, and you, the manager left it quite late, and and he's made it kind of clear the reason he left it late was because he knew they'd be adding the time on. He was obviously speaking to the fourth official. I'm guessing, like you, you clock in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he knew when he brought them on in the eighty off eighty odd minutes, they'd be coming on for like twenty. Yeah, do, do, do you know? Do you know what? As well, I found quite interesting talking about the the time being added on. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the interview, the post match interview uh, from their manager uh, on match of the day? I did. Yeah. So he was saying 
that it he was basically trying to imply that it wasn't their fault that it was yeah. taking longer because yeah. they were set up to play out from the back yeah. and then Spurs were coming forward. So then they had to change their plans and, and, and then kick long ball. And that was taking the yeah. time to adjust. Yeah. Now, the reason why I know that's bollocks is because yeah. how often, like even under Conte and Mourinho, we've always been like that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We always press forward, you know? And so he knew, and especially under under how we're playing at the moment, yeah. he, he knew that's how we were going to play, right? Yeah. It's like... It, 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 why would why why would we like you know it's how we play so to to say that oh that's a surprise like you know Spurs aren't letting us play it from the back so we've got to yeah, change it every time you it, you're, you're being his clever, comments mate. were yeah. his comments were the height of delusion uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I I try and I do try and like in the moment I can be very tribal you know I can be very Spurs tinted glasses and what I always try and do me and you have this conversation a lot is I try and go right okay step back a minute. Am I just looking at this through Tottenham tinted glasses? If I was a neutral, if I had anything, and I kept looking at this, and I watched um because I, I watched again, and then I watched a, like a replay, like a highlights thing later on, and when I watched the highlights thing, of course, none of the time wasting's in that. Why would it be? Why would yeah. that be in a highlight reel? It, it shouldn't be. So when you watch Master of the Day, and you listen to his comments afterwards, it is easy for any fan of any other team to be like, oh bloody refs. Now, don't get me wrong, the referee on that day was diabolical and he should never referee a game again, genuinely. I've never... I, I moan about referees a little bit and I think everyone does, but this was like on another level and I mean consistently bad for everybody. He was awful, absolutely awful. But that aside, because that could, that could be an hour podcast on its own, me just going through his just nightmare of a game. But the thing that kind of... It, if you're not a Tottenham fan or a Sheffield United fan, you're not going to have watched that game. If you're a Sheffield United fan with severe rose-tinted glasses, you are going to agree with your manager. The reality is anyone else who's watched that game, neutral Tottenham fan, anyone who's actually watched the whole game, would say you got what you deserved. Yeah. Because the, the time wasting and the time being added on was perfectly justifiable. Mm. And it could have been more. You know, what they were doing... They had players going down with cramp, mate. Like, oh, no. So much so that after we equalised, James Madison hit the deck and started pretending to have cramp to piss off the Sheffield United players. I saw that. Do you know what? I, I, heard, that he hilarious. Got, I heard he got told off by Ange for that, but I actually yeah. love that. I love yeah, that no. shithousery. Just, he, like, he got, brilliant. He got, he got told off by Ange. He also then got booked by the referee <laughs> for being shocked at the decision that the referee made. Right, the referee was having a nightmare of a game. There was a stonewall penalty, uh, basically. Oh, yes. Madison was taken down. If Sonny's earlier in the season when he tackled someone was a penalty, then this was a penalty all day long, Mm. but not given. Now, refereeing inconsistency is aggravating. But before VAR, I kind of accepted it a little bit better because, in my opinion, it was, you must have been unsighted, it happened fast, it can happen. But with VAR, <laughs> there's referees in that room who know the law. They know the precedents they've set the season to, to start with. They've Penalties have been given for less. And they look at that and go, nah, nah you're all right. It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it but doesn't. Did, did you, I know, I, know we, I mentioned it uh, on, on a, a last time we were together on the podcast, uh, that, that program on yeah, uh, Sky. Did you yeah. get a chance to watch it? Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but not the whole program anyway. However... 
weirdly, and this goes towards technologies always listening to us, I think, all of a sudden my TikTok thread was clips of it. Oh, really? Well, like, so me and you had a little chat about it, and then I was like, oh, this is a clip. Oh, this is what Matt must have been talking about. Of course, once you watch one on that app, yeah, oh, you, you know, get slammed. Yeah. 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 But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like Now I've seen that kind of insight. Like In, in, in our minds, without knowing how, how they come to decisions and how the conversation goes, you'd imagine, you'd like to think that someone's sitting there and going... What do you like? I think that looks like a, yeah. a penalty. What do you think? Yeah, but I'm wondering whether it was just the, the chaos that you heard from previous uh, times when they've got it completely wrong, like the Man City off offside goal. You know, it's, it's got they, they can't like you look at it and you think, how have you not given it? How have you yeah. not said to the ref, have a look at this? It's yeah. so obviously a penalty. It doesn't make well, any sense. It is. And it's, it? The the whole the whole thing. They have this get out clause of clear and obvious which I think they need to do away with. The rules are the rules. If offside can be completely, this is offside, this is not offside, here's the line we've drawn, and that's it. There's no grey area, there's no oh, benefit to the attackers, we're not quite sure. No, we've drawn the friggin' lines, and that toenail there is offside, so he's offside. Yeah. They've made it that way. The rules are the rules. If you get pulled down in the book, like that decision gets given everywhere else on the pitch. Everywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul. It's a simple blow the whistle, get on with the game, that's a foul. He does it in the box and the referee turns a blind eye. Now, if you're a referee on the pitch, now in the VAR era, I can understand, because this happens in rugby. Now, I could understand if the referee looks at isn't sure, hits the microphone and goes, review that, guys, I was unsighted. Right? So the game continues, he, he keeps playing it. And then in his ear, they've reviewed it. They've watched the replays. The game's carrying on, and they go, "Yep, yeah, that was that, that was a penalty." I, I'd I'd understand that. And then at the next stoppage, they they review it, or whatever. But right now, VAR are going, "Oh well, it wasn't a clear and obvious mistake, so we're not going to intervene." Yeah, it's that it's that thought process of not wanting to undermine the referee yeah. on the pitch, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Whereas the first the first way way you said with the rugby way, yeah. you're not undermining the ref, are you? Because no. he's no, the you're one. A team. That's, yeah, you are a team, and more yeah. often than not, the referee on the pitch in rugby looks at the replay. Yeah, it's like, all right, hang on, yeah, I've looked at this, I've got a good angle for you, I'm putting it up on the screen. I don't think that should happen in football, and the reason why is I think football fans are a little bit more. Um, I don't know what the word is. Passionate. Let's be. Let's say passionate. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you stick a thing up on the screen, you're likely to have half the stadium ready to burn the other half down <laughs> every time. So I do understand that. But you've got this monitor at the side of the screen. Mm. They've got all this technology, all the replays. Everyone can look at it and go, yeah, that's a penalty. Ex-referees galore are going, yeah, that's a penalty. A bloody ex-referees now set up a Twitter account, or X or whatever the hell they want to call it this week. And he is literally reviewing every VAR thing in the Premier League, and he's got a massive following. And all he's doing is going, well, by the law, that's this. By the law, that's this. Because he's not a referee anymore. He doesn't have to go to meetings with his colleagues, go to training sessions with them, and have one of them go, Oi, last week you friggin' overruled me, made me look a right dickhead. Yeah, of course. And, that, yeah. and that's why it should be separate. You should get together and go, right, here's my here's the match officials for the Premier League this year. You guys are running around. You five who are retired referees, you're not, you know, you're too old to go running around anymore. You are now our video referees. You are separate to this lot. <laughs> you you are not gonna be dealing with them, and you are gonna have the authority to go, 
right, I've reviewed that. You need to look at it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, if, the, if the on-field referee looks at a replay and goes, no, I'm still happy with my decision, then so be it. I might not agree with it, but so be it. But right now, I swear, there's too much of the whole, oh, no, last week, you know, I I made that mistake and he didn't pull me on it. Oh, I won't pull him on it. It wasn't clear and obvious. And and that's and that's a nonsense. That's that's the thing, and it you know you you put the, the I mean I know, I know this, this is like a it's a analogous I guess in a way, but you know I, I watched I love watching those uh, air crash investigation. Um, oh right. Well, I love watching them, but ninety nine times out of a hundred, they're always it's always human error. There's always yeah. a human element of it that's that's caused it. You know, and and they're. It's very, very, very rarely something out of the hands of the pilots. It's, it's aliens. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, and then you see so many examples of. Like, I mean, I know it's obviously this is like life and death and football isn't. But you see yeah. so many examples where like the cat, the, the captain, the the um one of the was it not assistant captain? I forget what it's yeah, so the co-pilot. The co-pilot. He doesn't want to upset the the captain, you know. So yeah. he makes a decision that's not right, you know, because the 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 way the the way it works, the way it's all set up in there, you don't want to upset him. And you add that human element to it, and it, and that's where mistakes happen. And I think that's similar to this example. And it's like what you're saying, isn't it? You add the yeah. kind of I don't want to upset me, mate, and he might pick me up yeah. on this when he sees me in a couple of days. Yeah. And and that's that shouldn't be that. That shouldn't no. be that. That shouldn't be there, should it? It shouldn't no. be there because that's how you get these stupid mistakes or these stupid no. decisions I th- that make I think no football, sense. I think football needs to learn from other sports. Uh, generally, I mean the NFL. I mean cricket, where video analysis has been around for longer. And they need to learn from it from the point of view of the NFL, for example... The referees are mic'd up to the stadium. So when they when they have a decision to make and the video referees look there like we reviewed this, they have to walk out on the pitch and go, right, video review, this is what's happened. Bang. And then game carries on. Now it's a slower paced sport. So you can kind of do that a bit easier. But how many times have you been in a stadium and you've got no idea what's going on? With oh VAR? completely, yeah, completely, yeah. And no, the time's ticking, like there's a yeah. clock going on and you're just like what was it a goal? Was it not? I celebrated. Should I not have celebrated? What the? F- is going oh on? yeah, no. That's not, like, I mean, I was I was watching the highlights. Funny enough, today of the Aston Villa um, Palace game, and they got yeah. a goal. That's the first half they scored, didn't yeah. they? And everyone, and you see it come up on the screen offside, and it's a good 15, 20 seconds later before anyone in the stadium's got any idea that yeah. of what you just seen on TV. You know, which is it's wrong because the people, the the, the the fans in the stadium, they're the ones. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, people watching on television are still paying their subscriptions to watch yeah, television. Yeah. But I, I genuinely think the fans going, making the effort, getting on the train, going. I mean, I, it, for me and Seb, when we go to the game, it takes about an hour and a half. But I know that there's fans that come from different Massive, countries. Yeah. You know, so they're making that massive effort. And really, I think, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want this to sound uh, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm down downplaying anyone that is watching on television but I, I do feel like the people in the stadium should be the ones that should know first you know yeah. they should, they, they yeah, should be I mean, it's, it's, yeah I, I, I think it's fair to, at the very least they need to be communicated with yeah um, and not just left sat there looking at each other I mean yeah. I think I can think of one example where you've messaged me and I have replied to tell you what's going on you literally gone Sam what the hell's going on? They've got yeah. some review and we're just stood here. Yeah. They're looking yeah. at a possible penalty, da, 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 but it looks That's like right. it's bollocks. Yeah. yeah. And like, all right, yeah. cheers. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that is mental. When you yeah. think about that, that is mental. Like, you've had the time to look around, get bored waiting, think, oh, message Sam, he's watching. He'll I know, know he'll know. To... Exactly. Yeah, he's got the frigging replays going. Yeah. And I've and I've had the time to get your message, read it, and reply, and you're still stood there. It's mad, isn't it? So, but, yeah. you, but you know what? This, looking at the game in general, obviously, if those two goals hadn't gone in the end, we would be really complaining about this. And it, as if you look at it yeah. as a whole... It didn't ultimately matter, did it? So thankfully, you know, it, it didn't kind of... ultimately matter because one of the rule changes around adding the time on is is happened, it has happened, and it is a benefit. Yeah, I have got no doubt. Now I've celebrated that so much, there will be a game sometime this season in the one hundred and seventh minute will concede, and I'll be pissed right off. But to me, as long as this, as long as it's applied evenly in every single game, I'm happy. Oh yeah, you know completely. this. This has got to be yeah. a good thing. No, absolutely. Um, so, so, so that aside, we we battered them. We we absolutely battered them. You know, you've only got to look at the stats. Um, and their goal. I, I saw people get a little bit gr- grumpy about this, and I've got to be honest with you. It's one of those things where, yeah, we could have dealt with it better, and and we'll learn from it. But it's one of those things. We just defended a corner, right, and defended it well, and the ball's gone out for a throw in on the other side. And, you know, like defensive, you have kind of, okay, it's a, a corner, this is how we set up, right? It was almost like because it went out for a throw-in, we didn't have that We didn't have that same kind of, okay, it's another corner, get set. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. almost like we didn't have it. Mm. So when this guy lined up and launched one into the box better than any corner I've ever seen in my life, yeah, yeah. all of the players had this kind of look of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like Romero <laughs> went... Um, Van der Ven went, and then this guy was at the back stick and just drilled it low, bottom corner. Um, I do want to, and I hope this person's okay. A Sheffield United fan oh, was yeah. celebrating so hard, went over the barrier onto a flag. But luckily and, that flag was there. Yeah, I know. Or is that, that That's a drop. Now, I'm <laughs> hoping he just rolled and then fell and was so drunk, he just kind of got up and brushed himself off. Because I'm not, yeah. He, yeah, he, he, he was clip. He wasn't the. I mean, I'm trying to. How can I say this nicely? He wasn't. He was quite rotund, wasn't he? Is that a nice way? <laughs> so I'm hoping that he kind of just come off the end of that flag and sort of oh landed softly on his like. <laughs> quite easy, yeah. yeah. He he, uh, he had some padding, and we're hoping <laughs> that we're hoping that was beneficial, and not added to the weight of the drop, and therefore broke more stuff. Yeah. But do, do, do you know what oh, you yeah. like? I. I know this is not always the case, but you hear these stories, don't you, of like people falling out of balconies when they're really drunk, but because they're yeah. so drunk, yeah. they, they don't hurt themselves because they kind not of just don't much, tense yeah. up, you know. Yeah. yeah, not as much, yeah. I am, but but I we, am we would have heard. I'd, I'd have thought if a guy got paralysed, <laughs> we, yeah, we we'd heard. know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like everyone's <laughs> celebrating that guy died by the What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think that it would have been in the news, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. uh, so, so, um, I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, I, like, so I saw a lot of people like, oh, idiot, you know, did all that and they still lost. I'm like, I'm sorry. But at that moment, he's watched his team get battered for an oh, hour yeah. and they've just taken the lead. It probably one of the best stadiums he's been to. You know, he's having a frigging day. He's, having, you know, he's got met. He's loving it. He's, he's loving lost life it. as an he's away just, fan. He's just lost it. Now, <laughs> I got this image of him being sat in like the frigging medical center and then they're going, it's one all mine. <laughs> 
Oh, you're joking. Oh, no. It's one all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've equal. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, you know, well, a point's better. It's 2 1. Mike, what for fun? You know, he's there getting bandaged up. <laughs> oh, or do you know an even better scenario? He, he gets knocked out unconscious. and he's, uh, You still don't know. Yeah, and he, and he wakes up in the morning and all these Sheffield yeah. United mates are miserable. We've done miserable before. We, we won yeah. that 1 0. Oh, it's got something to tell you. Oh, pain, yeah. I've got, <laughs> you I've got some bad news. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we won the game 2-1. Uh, we deserved to win the game. Um, we broke the manager of the month curse. Thank all Yay. of my gods. Because that was that was playing on my mind. So bad. Uh, Tottenham winning the game that late as well. Also won me my first accumulator bet. And I don't know how long. Um, every season I start with £20 in like a little betting account. And I, throughout the season I do stupid accumulators like 50p. And try and predict 20 odd results. Um, Tottenham winning in that last wing won me 150 quid. So that oh, was good. Oh, nice. Happy yeah, days. I was dead happy, but that was like a 20p yeah. bet. <laughs> Did you treat yourself? Uh, not yet, no. I'm oh. sure my daughter has found a way of spending it. Um, right. But yeah, um, a, a bit of news today, which is sad news, is uh, Ivan Perisic has injured his ACL. He's likely out for the whole season, which means that could have been it. That could have been the last time we see him in a Tottenham shirt. Um, he injured his ACL in training, not an impact injury. He was obviously just running, doing sprints or something and, and buckled. Um, he's having surgery. Uh, very best of luck to him because I think seeing him in that more forward role this season, uh, we, we've seen the, the added benefit he, he had. I mean, he came on, I mean, the Richardson equaliser was his assist. So uh, I'm gutted, uh, really gutted. I thought he was going to have a hell of a season for us. So It's a shame yeah. because... Be- we, we've got, you know, you look at the, the squad we've got now, or the, the yeah. first 11 especially, or, or even like the, the players that played on, on Saturday, and there's a lot of youngsters in that team, which is good, really good. Uh, I, I think I shared a picture on our, on our messenger group, didn't I, of like you five did. players, and I think the oldest one was Kulu, wasn't it, 23, and the yeah. other was like 21, 26, young players. Yeah. But I still feel like you need two or three experienced heads, and I think... Yeah, Harris, I think you. I think you was he enjoying was enjoying that role yeah, as well. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. And, and be up. I would say probably two best dead ball specialists in our team at the moment. I think I'd probably put Madison number one, yeah. but I'd definitely have him as number two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big miss. We've we've got one player coming back now, though, haven't we? From from the, from a similar injury, thankfully soon. I've almost forgotten yeah. about him, Ben Tenkoi. He's yeah. training yeah. now, isn't he? So he is, he is training, and yeah. um, I know a different kind of player, but you know, yeah, he is. And but I mean, if Ben Tenkoi can get back to the show in the same sort of form he was showing, I think under Ange, he's, he's going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's a very experienced player, a very good player. Uh, Brian Gill is is back as well now, and he's in training. Um, getting stronger, so he'll kind of assume that role within the squad. I think. Do you think? Um, do you think? Um, I know he's he's he struggled a bit, hasn't he? To, uh, you know, to 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 establish himself at Spurs, but I'm wondering whether this might be the right fit for him with yeah. Underange to see to see the best of him because there's a there's definitely <clears> a player there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. That sometimes a player just cannot adjust to a league, a country. Sometimes a player just cannot adjust to a club. You know, it's some for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. And then they go to another club up the road and they're brilliant. And you're like, what the, f-? you know, where was the, why, why? That doesn't make sense. But it just, yeah. it's just happened. And I think any of us who've had jobs sometimes, you can do the exact same job with a group of people and you love them and the job's amazing. You do the exact same job with a group of people who maybe 
you don't really get on that well with, and it's a nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So I, I think if he cannot find his feet under Ange in Ange's system, playing Ange ball with this team, trying to get on the front foot, trying and happy for a player of his ability to focus on beat your man, get get your crossing, you know, do your work, then. Yeah, it's not going to work out for us, I don't think. I, I, you look at, uh, we signed Solomon uh, on a free, and Solomon's come in, I don't know about anybody else, but he reminds me, the way he plays, like Sonny. He is almost, he likes to come in off the wing, hit shots, like curling shots. Um, he, he likes to beat people who are very low centre of gravity, smaller than Sonny, I think. Um, but you look at the way he's playing right now, and I thought, if I was Brian Hill, I, again, I'd be looking at that thinking, yeah, I, I got a shot here. Yeah. You know, when I'm fit, I, I can maybe I can maybe make an impact and kickstart my career in England. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, I'm very sad about Perisic. I saw that news today and I was gutted. I just mm. he came out. I, I tell you what, the one thing I did notice today is typically when something like that happens, it leaks. Like typically, three or four people I know will be straight onto like the group I'm in and just say, "Oh, I've heard there's been a bad injury in training." There was nothing. It just literally broke from the club. So um, either they've <laughs> they, they've managed to fix a few of the leaks, which wouldn't be a bad thing, or they just decided, let's get ahead of this straight away. Just do it straight away, yeah. Yeah, but the fact that they reported the injury and the fact he's having surgery suggests, you know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't like an hour ago. Clearly it happened earlier in the week in training. He's been assessed and this is what's going to happen. But yeah, still, I wonder like, whether... sad for him. Yeah, I know you said you probably, probably the last time you see him in a, in a Spurs shirt. It might be the last time you see him in a football shirt because I mean he's what yeah, 34, 35 did, now. So you wondered. Yeah, if you were... I did think I did think that as well, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I I um I t- when I saw the news, I re I retweeted it or reposted it. Elon, um, <laughs> I retweeted it. Reexed it. There you go. Yeah, I reexed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I exed them. I know how it. Um, and I basically just said, like, you know, at any age, this injury is a bad one. Um, you know, best of luck sort of thing, because that's, yeah, that's that's awful. And yeah, the fact he's having surgery, I think, obviously, in his mind is, yeah, I'm not done. <laughs> so, mm. you know, I'm having surgery because I, I, I want to finish on my interims. Now, we all know he also wanted to finish back in his home country. So maybe in his mind, he's thinking, I'm not done because I got that to do. You know, I want to get that done. But yeah. good luck to him. Yeah, um, possibly. Something happened yesterday, which is rare as rocking horse shit, and that is Daniel Levy spoke to fans. Yeah, I, um, I actually applied to, to go, but missed out. But I'm hundreds of thousands. I am. I am not point. surprised you missed out. Yeah, <laughs> I not applied. Many people did, was it? <laughs> I applied, and I got back just laughter. I don't know what that means. I think <laughs> I didn't get like an email with like thanks for applying. Unfortunately, you missed out. I just got back a maniacal laugh, and then no. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was Donna. <laughs> it was a female laugh, just like you must be kidding me if you think we're inviting you. Um, but yeah, so there was a, there were a few other people that I know as well that applied. It were just like, oh, I'd love to think it was perfectly random, but the fact that I applied and got an email within minutes. <laughs> so just, yeah, 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 we've done the draw. You're not it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, the fan form did go ahead. And one of the things I didn't like about this is that it was going to be a fan form, exclusive fan. That's fine. But they weren't going to allow the press in. Now, uh, the press being there, not being allowed questions, I'm fine with. It's a fan forum. But when you do something like that and don't allow every other fan to know what was said, 
I didn't really like that. And then they said, well, we're going to put it on Spurs play. But they said, we're just going to put highlights, selected highlights on Spurs play. Now that goes for me into the kind of realm of, yeah, well, the 250 people in the room know what we said. And we're just going to let the millions around the world know the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't like that. I didn't like the idea of censorship on it. However, whether enough people pointed that out, I don't know. Because they've now put the whole thing on hey. Spurs Play. So if you are a Spurs Play subscriber, if you're not, then obviously you can. I think there's like a trial period. You can watch this and then unsubscribe. <laughs> um, you can watch it, the full thing, every question. Um, there was one bit that I just wanted to point out on the podcast. I don't know if you've seen a transcript or seen much of it. I, I, I saw Alistair, Alistair Gold did a uh, kind yeah, of a yeah. brief, or like a, what's, yeah, your, what's the word for it? Uh, transcript of yeah, he sort of um, done a highlight. He done a highlight. Yeah, I uh, it was posted on Spurs News Facebook page. Um, the one bit I kind of picked out and I was going to discuss is, and I've not seen a lot of people talking about this. He there were two parts. The one bit I've seen people talk about, one bit I haven't. He said about appointing win now managers. Mm. His quote paraphrasing. Apologies, I don't have the quote in front of me, and uh, my phone's dying, so I'm not going to try. Um, it was basically along the lines of, I felt pressured. We were so close under Mauricio, under Pochettino. Uh, I felt pressured to get a win now manager, pressure from the fans, pressure of the situation. I tried it and it didn't work. He also said that he felt pressure from players. Now, there's been this uh, interesting story since Harry Kane left about how uh, appointing the managers, Jose, when they knew they were getting rid of uh, Mauricio, and then appointing Conte when they did was largely to try and keep Harry happy. I I kind of understand why people might think that, and I kind of do get it. And maybe that is maybe that was part of the reason, but that just makes me misunderstand Nuno even more. Like that <laughs> that was the summer that he was trying to go to Man City. Yeah. So what the f- were you thinking then? Like you know, if you're if you're going to try and spin this narrative now of, look, he was a nightmare behind the scenes. He, you know, you suffered through the bad football. It's because of him. Do you know what I mean? He was yeah. the one demanding we appoint this world class manager, and and I was just trying to keep our superstar happy. And then you're going to look at it and go, okay, all right, yeah, I, I can understand that. I can understand what you're saying, but why Nuno then? What, yeah, what we need there? to. Someone's just yeah. someone's put their hand on it. We need to talk about Nuno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone in that forum, like you can imagine, if I was there and he said that, you would have just see my hand go straight up. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, right here. Give me the mic. I am. I will barge everyone out of the way because this needs addressing right now. If that is the story and you're sticking to it, my sir, Sir Levy. Yes, my so bold it, it, amigo. It doesn't make it any sense, then, does it? You're right. It, it doesn't like it's basically completely goes against that because you, you you you've kind of you've I do understand how spin works. Anyone who follows politics knows it better. But with big corporations and companies, and unfortunately, football clubs are that now. They pay PR firms to spin it. The worst example right now is actually a ce- celebrity divorce. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Have you seen any of this? Uh, I, I have- I get involved in stuff like this, right? Okay, cool. He, they're getting divorced. That's that, that's sad. I'm very sorry for them. They've got kids. That's that's bad. But he basically hired a PR team who went out and said, uh, "Yeah, they're getting divorced because uh, you know she's she's not a very good mother. She, you know oh, she likes God. to go out and party. 
um, she's uh, she, she's hardly ever home. And and now this maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago would have worked. And people would have been like, oh, that woman. Oh, yeah. oh awful. Now everyone went, hang on a minute. <laughs> she's she's like in her early 20s. She her, her life's public. We can see that she's been out like five times in this year. That's not a lot. That's not that's <laughs> yeah, not a party. Yeah. You know, yeah, when she's out, she's photographed and she's out doing stuff. Yeah, that, that's her job. She's promoting <laughs> stuff. She's not at home with the kids. She works. So basically you're saying she's a working mother and that's a problem for you. And yeah. it's just turned. Like, yeah, as the worm is like, like, this guy put this out thinking, ha ha, I'm ahead of this. I'm amazing. And the whole world went, nah, mate. <laughs> We're not buying the PR spin. So this brings me back to this, which is PR spin. Unfortunately, you will get it. When big player leaves like Harry Kane, you will see the spin. Harry Kane and his team have put their spin on stuff. Tottenham have tried to put their spin on stuff. But this particular narrative being pushed out that Kane behind the scenes was the driving force behind these managers does, for me anyway, come a little bit unstuck when in the summer he was like, I want to go to Man City. The club went, Harry, we hear you. We know you want a born winner. Here is Nuno. It's Nuno. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me, let me, let me tell you what he did for Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like the club at that point had gone. You want to join Man City? You want to mess us about all summer? Right, fine. Well, you ain't going. And guess what? Guess what, Harold? <laughs> when you come to work on Monday, we don't talk about no, no, no. <laughs> Learn the words, Harold. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so no, the, the right. other thing that was said in this in this forum by Daniel Levy, he was talking about, he got asked about the stadium naming rights, which was a great question, whoever asked that. And he basically pointed out, which is something that we've talked about a little bit, which is if the right deal isn't there on the table, and bear in mind, when the stadium was done and we were like, yes, here we go, and COVID happened, and all the big companies that were like, yeah, we're interested, went, yeah, we got other stuff to deal with right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsoring a stadium that ain't open isn't up there on our bucket list, all right? <laughs> um, so the whole world for the part. And but his point in his answer was something we've we've talked about and it's valid is right now, every time there's an NFL game with a global audience of millions, every time there's a concert with millions and thousands of people in attendance, they are attending and it is being promoted as Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The brand of Tottenham Hotspur is now global, not just from the football stuff, but from the stadium. Our NFL, we've just renewed the deal with the NFL. I don't know if you've seen this. I have, we've yeah. just yeah, We've extended it, and we have become the official home of the NFL in the UK. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be NFL games at other stadiums, but the NFL are now designating, if you want an NFL game, the only stadium that is purpose-built is that stadium right there. Mm. And that's that's now the home of the NFL in the UK. Personally, I think we all know where this is going. <laughs> in my humble opinion, at some point, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm fairly confident at some point we're going to be sharing our ground. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think I've... The, the, London, the London Spurs <laughs> NFL team or whatever, at some point, but uh, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm cynical. But... Do you know what? It's it's interesting that you you said that about because uh, I was always just under the impression that they just haven't 
uh, named it, and that's their reason why. You know, it's not. It's because they just haven't found the right buyer. But like you said, flip the coin over and and not naming it. Yeah. Get gets our name name yeah. out. So yeah. so then there must there must have been. That, that must, I'm surely, surely that must have been part of their thought process. I, 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 think, I'm just, go on. I think, I, I, well, I know, and I think that they had some very good offers and very good stuff, and then COVID hit. After that, the offers aren't the same. The world has changed, you know, people have changed. And what they've done is they've built the stadium into a kind of a, a venue destination of, if you are not just sponsoring a Premier League football team stadium, which will have every Premier League home game will hear your brand, Every time, every computer game, all you know, all that. It's not just that. Also, two NFL games a year are going to be played mm. at this stadium. For American companies, that's massive. Like that is such a big draw. Beyonce's played there, so Beyonce will be advertising her world tour, and it will be at the uh, a Google arena. Do you know what I mean? Just picking a brand for a second, mm. it'd be at that arena, London. Your brand is part of that. And so what we've done is we've almost kind of, over the last few years, proved the concept, gone, now the pandemic's over, look, this is what we've been saying to everybody. And I think they're in a position now where they're, people are probably approaching them, like to, you know, inquire, and we are setting a price and saying, meet this, or we're going to carry on. <laughs> yeah, we're doing yeah. okay without it. Yeah. And by doing what we're doing, we are just proving the concept and our brand is everywhere. Because right now, the Beyonce tour was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for four yeah. nights or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Guns N' Roses were at the Tottenham, and that's global. You know, that's mm. massive. It's all around. The NFL are playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and I'm a big NFL fan, so I watch those games, and they do. The commentators, like the the Fox Sports in America commentators, the NBC commentators, they do say it constantly here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, London, just like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, you as building a brand and everything, it just works perfectly. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I like the question, and I thought the answer was very good as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, but there's there's quite a bit there. There's bits and pieces which I find interesting. I think the the only other thing that I wanted to point out, which I felt was, as the kids would say, throwing shade. <laughs> right. He was asked about Ange Postecoglou, you know, the interview process and. What was it about Ange, you know? And he said, Ange is a very straightforward guy. You can have a conversation with him man to man, speaks very directly and you understand him. And you also know that he's not going to say something to you and then say something different to somebody else. It was such a dig, wasn't it? That was beautiful. That <laughs> it was, was such a dig, wasn't it? <laughs> like, Daniel Levy, I am not your biggest fan in the world, but my friend, wow, you are one catty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you think it was? Do you think it was Mourinho or Conte or both that he was I think, at? I, I think that was definitely Nuno, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't even think he met Nuno. I don't even think he was aware he was there. I think Paratucci hired that guy, and when when he found out in the Man United game, he sacked him. Yeah, yeah. So who the hell's that in the dugout? He's pointed him. Him and Joe were on a yeah. Him and Joe on a yacht for like a month's yeah. holiday. What? Hang on. What? The, what? Hang on. What's, what's he doing Avo- here? Avoiding calls from Charlie Kane. <laughs> I told you, we need a world class yeah, manager. Yeah. Delete. What the hell's that on the bench? Yeah. We're getting hammered here by Man United. Who ain't that good? It was some Dutch guy who I said had no personality. By the way, that's now proven to be true. Tan Hag, my God, man. 
Yeah, um, do, 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 do you know what? I, I've got no, I, I don't no sympathy for Man United, and and nope. part of the reason, and I know maybe it's my generation, so maybe you can kind of uh, yep. see where I'm coming from. But I just got Man United, Dad. It's so good that yeah, yeah so just, long. just suffer like the rest of them had to yeah, suffer. You get know? relegated. Yeah, please suffer because yeah. like you know I had years and years of all these Man United fans that never been to Manchester entire life, just <laughs> basking in his glory, and now they're. Now they've got a team that's lost three of their first five games and are rubbish. I mean, they're not—they're they're a no. decent team, but they're—they're not—they're uh, no man, title look, beaters, are man, they? Man United and Chelsea will end up doing okay this yeah. season. I've got no yeah. doubt about that. Am I enjoying the fact that Chelsea looked so crap the start of the season? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right, I am. Yeah. Am I? Am I so? Be- so um, there's a fan group who organise these tifos at the stadium in the South Stand, as you'll know. And they organised the welcome to N17 one for Ange in the first time game against Man United. It looked amazing. And they want to organise another one, which is great. Fan atmosphere, I'm all for it. And basically fans were like, oh, what game should we go for? And, they, and all of a sudden it became Chelsea at home is the one. Mm. So they decided to put out, like, these are our thoughts, these are our suggestions, our designs. But here's a blank one. Everyone, you know, put in your suggestions. <laughs> My favourite so far was a kangaroo stomping on a blue snake <laughs> and enjoy your lunch mate it's got the word mate in it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's got... <laughs> someone else did one which was just Angie's face and mate in quotations <laughs> right, mate yeah. um, someone else put this is my house now mate yeah yeah <laughs> so I like that I love it I, I like the idea personally of printing double side right so one side is just all white, but then Tottenham blue letter says Levy out. Right. But then the other side, it says Levy in bold is beautiful. And basically, what's going on in the game? Like, if we're winning, Levy in. <laughs> bold is beautiful. Do you, do you know, we're, we're losing. Levy out, bastard. Do you, do you know what reminds me of? You know, you see those jumpers that you get in Primark where you, yeah. you brush it up and it has one thing, you brush it down. Yeah. And it could just go, it could just go up or down depending on what the score. Imagine, you say what the score imagine is. Imagine being at the stand the other end and you're just watching. Oh, here it comes! You can see it gradually changing to out. Ooh, no, we yeah. scored it. Back to in. Back to leaving. It goes in. back up. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, no, no one in the south stand would be able to watch any of the game. No, the cards on, in front of them. Arms aching like hell, just holding these things up. <laughs> the only problem with the tifo, and this is a, I don't know why people do this, but they do do it is the TFO looks amazing and it's done and then everyone scrunches it up and makes paper airplanes and throws it uh, in the players and I'm like, yeah. oh, don't do that. Well, do, do you know what? <laughs> we've, we, we've been to, um, so I've probably been involved, obviously, because you know, you know, we sit in the South Stand, so I've probably been yep. involved about, obviously, unfortunately, was involved in the last one because it was, no. wasn't in the country. But there's, on two of the occasions, they've used carrier bags so there's like a carrier bag See, on the back makes, of your seat. Yeah, that makes more sense. Well, you can't make a plane out of a carrier bag, can well, you? Just also, use carrier. Also, that's bloody useful to get home, isn't it? Exactly. Like, we... It's a free bag. And that's what I did. I think Seb had like, some sweets yeah. left over. Oh, look, I've got a handy yeah. bag here. I'll pop they, them in, you know? They charge five to ten pence like, for a little carrier bag. Now, that's a bloody bargain. I'd be asking everyone around me, do you, do you want to keep that bag? Do you want to keep that <laughs> yeah. bag? Yeah. I've got a drawer at home that used to be full of them, and now I sell them. Anyway, See, sorry, do you know what? I've, I've I, gone now. I'm on a comedy sketch. I was going to say, I hope Stefan's not listening when it comes to bags and being in that stadium because I know about it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, oh, it's such yeah. a scam, isn't it? 10 quid oh, today, your bag. It's a scam, but also, he gets so mad about stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's 
he gets so irate. Proper, he goes oh. proper Essex. See, proper, proper Essex, yeah. He goes, you know what? He goes proper Essex. I haven't. It's, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, "Oh, you're, you're from because obviously I live in Bedfordshire now, and this yeah, stuff you always yeah. lived." And I've, it's 15 years ago now, 15 years almost to the day that yeah. I moved out of Essex, and. I think I've still got a little bit of my the Essex twang, but uh, yeah. it doesn't feel like home anymore. You know, it's so sad. Uh, it's, but it is weird because I I obviously was born and raised in Bristol, and I moved the the sort of like the outskirts of it. And it's funny, like I I don't ever go into actual Bristol City anymore, and they basically changed the whole city into one way system. Okay. What the? F- it's a <laughs> freaking nightmare! <laughs> like all these places, I'm like, I used to be able to go down there. Why? Why, why is that oh, closed? What? Yeah. I swear they've just followed us round and gone. Oh look, they that's a cut through. You close that road. <laughs> oh look, that, oh that's good. That's a little. Oh look at that. That, that little rat run there. Yeah, close that. Make that a one way. And like what you were just saying, don't feel like home anymore. Also, they've really cleaned it up, and that make that freaks me out. It's like. I'm down in the harbour side in Bristol looking around like, this used to be a lovely drug den. What's going on there? Exactly. There's apartments of like 500 grand each where it used to be a crack house. What the f- It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Do, do, do you know what? I know, we go, I know we're going off a bit of a tangent here. Oh, and I know... But um, I just just indulge me. So I, I'm hoping people who are a similar age to us who are listening can can appreciate this. Uh, but I've always, I, when I was young, I always used to hear older people, and they always used to go, "Oh, I just want it to be the way it was." And I'm like, "Just get with the times, like you know, oldie, get with the times." Right? I don't know about you, right? I'll be very brief about this because it's completely unrelated to Spurs. But are are you frustrated with the self service tills, right, and how they're just taking over Mate, shops now? Right? I think right, I, it is the biggest threat to humanity that we face right now. I, I, I've had one or two Karen moments. I mean, I was in Sainsbury's and Layla was like, Dad, you need to chill pill, yeah? But the worst <laughs> one is I was in Matalan, right? And mm. I don't know about your Matalan, but my Matalan, there's no tills now. It's 100% no, pure self-service, right? And I got there and I was buying a few bits for me holiday and I'm like, I've got handfuls of stuff here. I want to put them on a counter. I want someone to beep them all, ask them how much it costs. I'll tap my card on and I walk away, right? That's how it is. That's yep. it's always been, right? No, you've got to, you've got to be taking the hangers off yourself. Mm. You've got you've got to take the the, 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 the what do you call them the security thing. You've got to take them yeah. off yourself. Yeah. Right? I'm what just doing the job. Yeah. Right? In well, the end, I was like, I'm doing the job of a security guard as well now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I've got someone. I went, can you serve me? She was like, I can't serve you, but I can help you. And I'm like, I'm not elderly. Like, I, I, I'm sure I'm there to work. <laughs> Get out, but I just want you to serve me, right? And I'm now, unfortunately, Sam, at the age now, at the place yeah. where I'm like, I just wanted to go back to what it was like. I don't like this, I don't like the way no. things are going. And, right, and I'm, a, I'm old now, aren't I? I'm old. There was a TV program on BBC called Years and Years. If anyone watched it, you'll hear, you'll know exactly why I'm saying this. If you didn't watch it, I implore you, if you've just listened to what Matt said, go and watch this because it is a frightening look into the future and there is basically we go into the future and we all become so reliant on technology so reliant on self-service this this alexa for this all these different things the world crumbles the world falls apart because of it ai and all that stuff and this woman gives a speech at the end of the show and in her speech she says first they came for the checkout operators these are people earning minimum wage working who were there to help you and none of us said anything None of us did God. anything. We were all too busy with our little lives just to go and scan it ourselves. But in reality, these big companies were doing away with staff, doing away with people, earning a living, and we all said nothing. 
And every time, like every time I walk into one of these places, I walk to the where the person is. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a line. I'm gonna stand in that friggin' yeah, line. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm gonna talk to the person. And if it's uh, by the way, if it's someone my age, like oh morning, you're right. Yeah, and if, uh, young people just don't get that, do they? And I know, no. I know, I sound so old now, but I, it makes me laugh when I try and engage with like someone who's clearly minimum wage teenager. This is my Saturday job, and I'm like morning. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you having a good day? <laughs> I'm at work. Yeah, I know you're at work, mate. Yeah, well, you can still have a good day at work, can't you? Yeah, I suppose. I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, it's just these bits here. Yeah. And I, <laughs> You got a two for God. what? Yeah. Oh, can I can I do a voucher? And then my my favourite thing is oh that's this is twenty two whatever is there. Like, oh well, I've got the fifteen p and their brain freaking explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm so me. sorry. Do you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to give you this twenty pound note, and you give me the change that the little computer tells you to give me because I can see that what I am doing has clearly blown your freaking mind. <laughs> This notion of you going, oh, if I give you this 15p, then you just give me the even bit. You know, you can just give me that £5 note back. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know what? You do you. I'm going to leave. But yeah. thank you very much. It's been yeah. really informative. <laughs> God bless the next generation. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> so I, I, did, I did say as well, and you, I don't know whether you'll agree with me on this or not, I think generation after generation is getting dumber. And I'll tell you why I think this. It was when I was a kid, my dad knew everything. And I don't know whether he blagged it brilliantly, but radiator needs bleeding in the house. Dad knew how to do it. Yeah. Oh, car didn't start. Dad knew what to do to fix it. This has happened. Washing machine ain't working. Dad fixed it. The TV broke. Dad fixed it. Me? I'm now that. I don't know anything. I'm ringing him. But we got oh. YouTube, Sam. Like they didn't have YouTube back in them days. No, We've true. got YouTube, there, there so is, we don't need actually, we don't need the knowledge. There is actually a very a guy who's made a lot of money literally doing tutorials for stuff like stuff my dad taught me. Yeah. And there's people in the comments like, oh, you know, my dad left when I was little, so this is great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, my dad didn't leave. I just didn't listen and learn oh, nothing. What interested you? <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't learn nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was in Bristol and I was like running around the field and chasing people with sticks and stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Tottenham. Oh. <clears throat> Do you know, just, just just very briefly, <laughs> going, let's go back yeah. to Tottenham, yeah. I was going to mention, you know, another thing that, um, just briefly, what uh, Levy was talking about in the fan forum with the Kane thing, with the yeah. buyback clause. Did, yeah. like, I, we, is it, was it you or me that said, send him out somewhere to win some trophies it's and then alone, come back yeah. and, said, and then, alone, yeah. like, yeah, right. that, so it's more or less that anyway. He's coming back at it, and then he'll, he'll get his goal-scoring record. From you. Mate, I, I don't know about you. Don't you want him back. But well, since he's left, there's something about the stuff he says and the way he says it which is pissing me off. And I, yeah, I, I don't and I'm like trying, it. And I'm yeah, trying, yeah. I'm trying not to. It's like I feel like at the moment that's my ex. Yep. Got a hot new partner, and I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I hear and see, I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm trying my best not to let it wind me up. But the other day, I saw all over Spurs Twitter, everyone was like enraged because he, he gave this quote and he never mentioned Tottenham. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, of course I yeah. still watch the Premier League. Yeah. And then he does yeah. the TV interview to follow that up. And in the TV interview, he's actually asked directly because he was asked about Man United in the written one. So his answer makes sense when you know the full context. Mm. But then he does the TV one. And in that, he's like, yeah, of course I still look for the Tottenham result, you know. I'll probably always look for the Tottenham results for the rest of my life. Yeah. Also, you know, I'm really, you know, they've made a really good start and I'm really pleased for their fans. 
anyone else get annoyed by that or just because like no one everyone's like oh that's better harry nice one i'm like they're fans yeah they're, they're fans this is said i'm mm. really pleased for the tottenham fans i'm really pleased for everyone at that club no yes. they're fans because we're dead to you now go fuck you no do, do you know do you know what it says to me sam it <laughs> says to me i agree i agree with you and and, and, I, and for me it's got that sense of oh bless them bless them like you know i'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm with favorite, yeah. i'm with the big boys now you yeah. know and i was with them little that sweet little those yeah. sweet little kids and like bless them i'll keep an eye on them you know yeah. it's doesn't it have a touch of that to it oh, you see, know? see now you've pointed that out i didn't even hear it that way but now i do and now i'm yeah. really dead it's, <laughs> <laughs> he this plays is... against jaffet tenganga in the league game coming up soon jaffet you can do the funniest thing in the history of the world i beg you take yeah. a Take him out. Take a red card. Come back to this club, a frigging hero. There will be a statue now. I, I, I can't. I just, I, it just, I don't know why it winds me up so much, but it really does. And yeah. I kind of look around. I'm like, everyone else looks really happy with what he said. I'm sat here pissed off. It must just be me. No, it's not just you. And, and you know what? I, I, I think for me, right? So, like, when Bow win, and like, yeah. I think some of the big ones, when Bow win, when Sheringham win, Bob stuff like the big players that we lost. You kind of was like, oh, you know, they almost, I mean, you look at them like a stepping, I mean, the Bell one, as much as you hate to say it, Spurs are a stepping stone from Southampton to Real Madrid. We are the, you know, Very we're not Real so, Madrid. Yeah. Like, you yeah. get that, yeah? But I think with Kane, because he'd been with us for so long, and like, yeah. you know, we, we he was one of our own, and yeah. we, we put so much, we invested as fans in so much into him. And don't get me wrong, you know, he, 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 put, he put a lot in himself, and like, you know, the records speak for themselves, for yeah. himself. But it's almost like you expect him to be more... Like, I know he's at a new club and he doesn't want to like he's at a new club now and you know he, he wants the their, his fans to buy me to be happy. I get that, yeah, but it's almost like you just forgotten about us. It, it it was like it was that seven eight years of yeah. like I know he was at the club for a long long time, but the seven eight years when he broke through, it's yeah. like it, you feel like it doesn't really matter to him. It, like it feels like you, he's just the issue is for him in that respect is he conducts himself in a very in his opinion, I don't agree, but in his opinion, he conducts himself in a professional way, and his way of conducting himself is to be neutral. When he's when he ever he speaks, he's England captain. In his mind, whenever I talk, I'm the England captain. So as England captain, I can't be talking like, well, yeah, Tottenham, they're going to win the league. Come on, come on, you Spurs, come on. I'm the England captain. I now play for Bayern Munich. Therefore, I'm like, yeah, of course I'll look for the Tottenham results. Yes, of course I still watch the Premier League. Yada yada yada, chat chat chat. Look at me, I'm talking. La da 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 da. Mm. It's very mechanical, PR driven, like he's been coached what to say, and that annoys me. Mm. You've got a guy like Eric Lamella. Eric Lamella was with the club a few years, fell in love with the club, fell in love with the fans. He still, even though he's at Seville, will celebrate a Tottenham win like he scored the winning goal. Yeah, like he yeah. is all over. Like all the Tottenham players after that comeback win were posting stuff, and Lamella is in the frigging comments in all of them. Like loved it. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, he like even posted a video of him playing a game recently with his Tottenham Hotspur Xbox controller. You know, I think he's playing Ben Davis at something online. The guy has left the club. He's playing for a new club. Respectful to that new club. You know, he plays well for that team. Plays hard. They love him. But he he hasn't like disassociated himself, which you you can you know you can find a balance. You don't need to be, you know, Kane doesn't need to be posting every week. Come on, you Spurs! No, you don't need to do that. No, but when he's asked no. a question, you can answer not like a robot. Yeah, that's right. You're right. 
He could have said, of course I still look at the Tottenham result. I love that club. I was at that club for my entire footballing life. Um, So, of course, I'm always going to look at it. Brilliant friends still there. Like, Sonny's doing an amazing job. I'm delighted for him. But I'm at Bayern Munich now, and my focus is on the Man United game. Bang, bang. Every Tottenham fan is happy. Yeah. (laughs) And and he's done. He's answered it professionally. He said, of course, I love them, but I am focused on this. And that's it. Job done. And yeah. and but it's too much like uh, it was it was the their fans <laughs> it was oh yeah, yeah. their fans I was like you, you food off <laughs> yeah, like I said right. it really annoyed me and no one else was annoyed so I was like no, I'll I was be annoyed, back. Sam. oh no thanks mate no, I was annoyed mate I was annoyed if we'd been in a I'm bar sure we you'd, you'd, you'd have held me back so I'd have been shouldn't <laughs> oh yeah I would have held you back coat, Matt yeah. hold me back you motherfucker <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna smack you in your forehead. Anyway, do, do, you remember, do you remember? Do you remember just briefly? Do you remember um, talking about Lamelo? Do you remember Stefan Freund when um, he used yeah. to come to games and put a Spurs yeah. shot? In, in, yeah. He used to be in the stands yeah. wearing Spurs shirt as a Spurs fan. Yeah, whilst he was a coach at another club. Yeah, <laughs> Stefan exactly. Freund, like, oh, I got this weekend off. Great, I'll go watch Tottenham. Yeah. Some some people fall in love with it and they get involved in everything. And when someone comes to the academy and you call them one of your own and they're the world, sorry, they are the record goal scorer for you as a football club, having come for the academy and everything, you kind of have that feeling that they're going to feel a little bit more of affection for you than yes, yes, yes. They um they do appear to be doing quite well, don't they? <laughs> you've, Sam, you've hit the nail on the head. Bang <laughs> on. That's like... exactly you've encapsulated how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank so you. um. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, the game I look forward to the least coming up. Um, I hate the North London Derby. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because I enjoy it. The one at the Emirates, I hate the most. Yeah, we only won once there, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Yunus Kabul, was it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I hate this fixture. I hate it with everything that I have. And going into it this weekend, the main reason why I'm just like lowering my head and everything is not because I don't have an expectation we're going to play well, because I think we will. I think Ange has shown that we as a team play football now, thank goodness. Mm. It's this feeling of there is so much pent-up anger in the fan base, like real under the surface, like a volcano. When Conte went, it erupted. And all through the summer, during the manager hunt and the transfer winner and everything, it was simmering. You know, Tottenham only had to post like, hey, everybody, you know, we've decided to donate to save these young orphans. And the comments would have still been, die, we hate you. <laughs> you know, they could have posted anything and it would have just yeah. been vitriolic. They brought in Ange, massive kind of mixed reception. Oh, I'm going to hold my hands up. I was mixed with it until I spent the time to learn about him, which I think is a lesson for me. <laughs> I think perhaps a lesson for everybody. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Rather than going, an Australian? What the frigging hell does he know about this? Let's go, oh, we're talking to that guy. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And so that was a lesson for me, and I'm really glad I learned that lesson, and he's come in and he's done everything I hoped he would, and I'm delighted with that. But for me, I saw that nasty element again when we were 1-0 down. On social media, across everything, you only, it's like right there. It is just there. You lose to Arsenal, that will become so toxic again, so fast. And I'm I, like, mm, uh, for, for I, me, I like- this is obviously my opinion. 
And I, I hate that. Like, like for me, it just feels like it's right there. And obviously, I want us to win every game for the rest of the season anyway, because I want us to win every game all the time. But like, we lost to Fulham, and it kind of felt like right there, it was this real narky anger. Clearly, the club has no ambition to win a trophy. You feel it a weakened team in a cup competition. Every manager's done that, so clearly that's a directive from the top. Leave you out, we want you all dead. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we won our next couple of, you know, won our next league games and everyone's like, We're playing really great football. I'm still angry at Levy, but I love this damn team. I love these players. Yeah. And now you're at this Arsenal game. And you go there and win. I think you create a bubble of protection for a good few weeks oh <laughs> because, yeah um, it gets him at least a month's past doesn't it <laughs> it does like you you then lose the liverpool and a couple of other games they are still going to be <laughs> fuck you arsenal we beat you we yeah, beat you yeah, at yeah. your ground yeah um you know and i think it buys you that you go there and you lose my fear is that Ange is carrying the baggage of the last four years whereas like it's not none of it would be aimed at him but I think it could really impact, you know, if the whole stadium's then angry again. You know, you think about towards the end of last season, every game, leave you out chance. Yeah. Every game. Not heard it once this season. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what, though? Just, just briefly, I, I think, uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I personally don't think that it, it would be as bad as you think it would be if we were to okay. lose. Uh, and part of my thought process as to why it wouldn't is because. Like you look at you look at what he's how he's like you know you look at the, look at the team that played on Saturday for example, it's massively changed uh, and and there are players that we had like for example Doggy is one of them and Saar, who players that we've had I mean you know, Doggy didn't wasn't wasn't playing first last season although he was a Spurs player he was on loan so it's players that we've got we've had do you know what I mean that we're bringing in couple that with some new signings I feel like it's it's so it feels so different. You, yeah. you know, it feels it just it just doesn't. Um, it's 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 a like Romero, for example, seems like yeah. a different player. It doesn't yeah. seem like that angry player that wants to kill everyone and break everyone's leg. Yeah. It just seems. Um, and did you see that? There was. Did you see the? Um, uh, th- there's a little. F- you must have seen it because I know you see everything that that, that gets posted. Uh, the little the little video clip at the end of the game with yeah, um, with uh, Royale. Yes, and and yeah. he's trying to shit Housery, yeah. and and R- Romero stops him. Right? Yeah. So just... at, at that point, did you think we're in the Matrix? Something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. squiddy. Yeah. But something's but I, gone wrong. The, yeah. the part of me was thinking that, but another part of me was thinking it, it's complete. It's a completely different team. Like the way we play, mm. yeah. the the plays we've got, and and I know there is still two or three. Or, or more maybe I mean even Richarlison I mean like I felt bad for, for I've, I've felt ever since I made the comments I've made for me on the last podcast I've been feeling bad and I felt terrible even worse after he came out and said you know about the fact he's yeah. been suffering from you know and, I, and I, yeah. I, I do love him I mean I, like I say I know he looks like he's a bit confused sometimes but I, I, I love you know he's he, what he did was uh, amazing and to come out and say that as well but yeah. I, I, I just feel it feels different, and like you said about right at the beginning of the podcast about uh, if me and like me and Seb would have probably walked out, but then would we have? Because it feels like it's a different team. Yeah, and, I, I, and, and I think I, you'd have stayed. Yeah, and 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 I think like you know I said to you as well how I said to Seb like when when I thought we'd lost one nil, we were never going to win the league. So I I know I know I can I, I try to be pragmatic, and I know not everyone is, and there's a lot of hot headed fans that just get angry whenever there's one, but I'm I'm wondering whether. 
with a, a, a pot, a, sorry, a, a, a positive coglu might have brought some pragmatism into some of the fans. And look, look at we're trying. We are playing attacking football. We've won most of our games in the league. So. I think that might have got in the past for Arsenal. I'm hoping we don't lose, but I'm yeah. hoping if we do, kind of what he's done, how he's changed the team, how he's freshened everything up, just the completely different outlook to the team, fans might go, all right, like, you know, if especially if you play, because I know what you're saying about the Fulham game, and I think a lot of the reason why people are angry is because he changed so many players, and I get that, but he's never, yeah. he's going to play the absolute strongest team he can, on obviously on Sunday. So you haven't got that as an excuse. So I, I, I got a feeling that if we were to lose, and if we, if we were to lose and, and we play really badly, which is possible, yeah. you know, then fair enough. But if we go out like we have been playing for the last few weeks and lose, I don't know, I feel like it... it he wouldn't get as much of a, as a as a backlash as maybe you're fearing. Okay, well, I, I we'll am see. hopeful, and I yeah, hopefully you are correct. Well, I hope I'm not uh, correct that we lose. <laughs> no, no, hopefully you are correct that that. Hopefully we'll go there and win, and then it's, yeah. it's as Joey from Friends would say, it's a moot point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I um so uh, a little while ago, um, so last season we did a predictions thing, and they were alarmingly hilariously wrong. Uh, we made predictions before the season started, and then we looked at them again at the end of the season, and all of us kind of cried. <laughs> um, we're going to do it again this year, um, and we I started it. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone's been able to log their predictions in yet, so what I thought I'd decide to do, rather than it just being the admins for Spurs News and the podcast hosts, I'm going to open it up to all the listeners as well. So at the end of the season, we can go through what everyone predicted and see if anyone nailed it, okay? So for everybody listening, what I need you to do is email to sam at spursnews.co.uk. That is sam, S-A-M, at spursnews.co.uk. Your predictions for where Tottenham will finish the season in the Premier League, so their position. Who will be the top goal scorer? Who will get the most assists? And, and this is the one that's most controversial, will Ange Postacoglu still be the manager? Because we don't normally finish seasons with the same manager for the last four years. <laughs> so I'm not just asking it being narky, it's, it's a genuine thing. Uh, we've not done that for a while. So do you think this season's going to finally break that trend? Okay, so everybody, get that in. Um, by the time we do the next show... Everyone who's done it, you'll be a part of it. And if anybody gets it absolutely nailed on, I'll find some sort of prize for you. Um, I don't know what it'd be, but yeah, it'd be something. Um, probably a new shirt, you know. Uh, nice. The OnlyFans link for Laura, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, but that, yeah. Mate, that's it. That's the show. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about this week. No, um, it's a bit of a difficult... I think it's a bit... Um... Asking people for their prediction now is a is a bad sign, isn't it? Because we're so happy and high at the moment, yeah. aren't we? And you're going to get a lot of high predictions, I reckon. Well, but I I did mine before the season started, and I'm sticking to it because that was right. my prediction. I've written it down, and it's okay. there. Okay. So next week, I I will make sure I caveat that and tell everybody. Right. But yeah, by by the next time we do the show, get them into us. Uh, the show will be out again next Thursday. So we might record Wednesday or Thursday to try and get them in before that, over the weekend if possible. Don't hang on and see if we win the North London Derby and then make your prediction. (laughs) Do it before. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, best of luck to the team. 
Um, good luck to Ivan Perisic for his recovery as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, just please go and beat them. You have no idea what it means to me. Please, please, please go and beat them. <laughs> please. Uh, but until next week, everybody, you all take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.